Good morning, goddesses and gods alike. This is Shannon, and I'm your host, and you're listening to the Goddess Morning Show podcast, where you can tune in every weekday morning for an approximately 20-minute long episode to start your day with updates on things that matter to a community of awake and conscious individuals who seek the divine feminine in all we do. We sift through all the copious amounts of information on the internet to bring you news and information on the things that matter to you. Tune in to hear about environmental news and book releases, interviews with thought leaders influencing the awakening of humanity, the moon phases, planetary positions, crystal healing, herbal and holistic health, guidance on green living, and that's just naming a few. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on right now. Be blessed. Namaste. Good morning, gods and goddesses alike. Today is Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. This is the Goddess Morning Show, and I am your host, Shannon. So today we are talking a little bit about Lilith, and this article was written by Tarot Pugs on February 29th of this year. It says Lilith has a long history that dates back into Jewish mythology, Sumerian, and Mesopotamia, a history that has often been cruelly unfair to a goddess and figure such as Lilith. The name Lilith originates from the Sumerian word Lilithu, meaning a wind spirit or female demon, which the origin stories of her characteristic traits as a demonic goddess come from. However, Lilith wasn't always that way, according to Babylonic Talmud, and written in Genesis, which named her as Adam's first wife before Eve. In summary, there are a few stories of why Lilith had become exiled from the Garden of Eden, such as Lilith's refusal to submit to Adam's demands, including sex only in missionary position, Lilith's actions to have sex while menstruating, There are sections in the Talmud that explain rules about women and the impurity of menstruation, and her persistence to be seen as Adam's equal partner as an independent being, considering that Adam and Lilith were created from the same earth as opposed to Eve, who was created from Adam. Lilith is an icon, symbol and representation of a dark goddess and feminine identity, feminine sexuality, liberation, and empowerment. As the first woman of Adam, uh, Lilith has been forced to feel the pain of rejection, oppression, and scorn for seeking equality and being denied to fully express herself, her true nature. Lilith is like many dark goddesses who have been viewed to be feared, seen as hag-like, demons, and scary, but rather this intense raw energy as a dark goddess can be owned and used protectively. A weapon that was once used against the dark goddess is now in her hands to defend herself. Lilith may speak and come forth to women, but she may also come forth to men if she feels necessary. Anyone, regardless of gender, who feels a strong connection or the call of Lilith to awaken and liberate their sexuality, to revive or unleash their feminine side, can work with Lilith. Lilith, like many dark goddesses, may choose someone to work with when she feels the time is right. This may be at a younger age, in your 20s, or later in your 40s, 50s, whenever Lilith decides will be the right time. Working with Lilith in witchcraft can be different reasons connected to who Lilith is and what she represents. 
In Luciferian witchcraft and Luciferianism, Lilith is honored as the consort of Semail. In Jewish texts, it's written that Lilith breeds thousands of demons with Semail in the Red Sea. Um, however, you don't have to practice Luciferianism or Luciferian witchcraft to work with or be called upon to work with Lilith. Lilith can be worked with to reawaken your feminine sexuality, your passion for life, to reclaim your personal power when you feel small, or that the world is overbearing on top of you. If you feel that you have given away your power or that you feel victimized in any way, Lilith screams back that you have the power to stand tall in the face of anyone encroaching on your space. Here are a few ideas for spells and magic involving Lilith or simply to work with Lilith. Improving sexual relationships, to create balanced relationships, healing sexual trauma, asserting independence and women's rights, fighting patriarchy, oppression, sexism placed on women, boosting self-confidence and sensuality, to gain respect and or recognition for contributions, exploring and or awakening your sexuality, especially if you're experiencing low libido, sex magic, feminine dominance, healing and or managing menstrual issues and or working menstrual magic, working with the feminine shadow self or healing feminine shadow issues, reclaiming your personal power and strengthening your voice, handling or managing pre-menopause, perimenopause, or menopause symptoms, feminine reproductive issues, especially with PMS, PMDD, or other hormonal or mood swing problems. You can work or connect with Lilith in ritual, meditation, divination, create a spell or charm bag for empowerment, protection, or self-assertion, or do shadow work. When working with Lilith, correspondences can be used in magic and spells or can place, be placed at an altar to con help connect with the energy of Lilith. Here are some few correspondences for the goddess Lilith that can be used. As far as crystals go, you can use onyx, red jasper, obsidian, red carnelian, labradorite, black moonstone, black tourmaline, jet, garnet, and clear quartz. All dark crystals, black and red, will work for connecting with Lilith. Clear quartz can be effective if no crist other crystal is available. The herbal and plant allies that attune to Lilith are belladonna, nightshade, hemlock, mugwort, sandalwood, patchouli, and rose. Her element is air, and her colors are red and black. Best days to work with her are Wednesdays and Fridays. From just before sunset on Friday to the first three stars in the sky on Saturday evening is Shabbat in Judaism. Depending on your belief, cultural background, or how you modernize the Jewish creation story, it may be personally decided to honor or not Lilith during the time of Shabbat. This may seem heretical, so you may choose whether Lilith can be honored before or after Shabbat is over depending on your belief. This is a personal choice and only taking into consideration the cultural history and origin of Lilith. The best time of the day is the witching hour, which this can mean midnight or the time between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. Dep depending on your definition. The moon phases are dark or new moon. The sacred days are Beltane, October 24th, and February 29th, which is leap year. The animals are cats, snakes, owls, and goats, and her food or drink preferences are apples, 
pomegranates, red wine, and chocolate. All right, the above correspondences are just a few for connecting with and working with Lilith in magic and spells. Not everyone will connect with all or any of the dark goddesses and most dark goddesses will make themselves known and call upon the ones they have chosen. When you feel the call of a goddess or dark goddess, it may be difficult to ignore their presence or energy. Learn about the goddess and connect through meditation or divination to gain messages and insight into how you can work with this goddess. All right, um, I'm going to mention here that there are several links that I'm going to put for free resources in the show notes. So be sure and check those out. Several YouTube videos. Um, JSTOR has opened its resources to everyone to have access for free during this time of being quarantined. And also um, there's several um, free resources such as Hay House has some on hayhouse.com that are podcast articles and different reads that you can take a look at all for free because of what's going on in the world right now. All right, so articles inspirational from, oh, I'm sorry, I already mentioned that. Uh, we have a article for 10 stress management strategies from Wayne Dyer. And it's called Relaxation Tips Excerpted from the Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne W. Dyer, written September 5th of 2016. And it says, there's nothing natural about living a life filled with stress and anxiety, having feelings of despair and depression, and needing pills to tranquilize yourself. Agitated thoughts that produce high blood pressure, a nervous stomach, persistent feelings of discomfort, an inability to relax or sleep and frequent displays of displeasure and outrage are violating your natural state. Believe it or not, you have the power to create the naturally stress-free and tranquil life you desire. You can utilize this power to attract frustration or joy, anxiety or peace. When you're in harmony with the seven faces of intention, you can access and pull from one of the source in of all in order to fulfill your intention of being stress-free and tranquil. Step one, remember that your natural state is joy. You are a product of joy and love. It's natural for you to experience these feelings. You've come to believe that feeling bad, anxious, or even depressed is natural, particularly when people and events around you are in low energy modes. Remind yourself as frequently as necessary, I come from peace and joy. I must stay in harmony with that from which I come in order to fulfill my dreams and desires. I choose to stay in my natural state. Anytime I'm anxious, stressed out, depressed, or fearful, I've abandoned my natural state. Step number two, your thoughts, not the world, cause your stress. Your thoughts activate stressful reactions in your body. Stressful thoughts create resistance to the joy, happiness, and abundance that you desire in, to create in your life. These thoughts include, I can't, I'm too overworked, I'm worried, I'm afraid, I'm unworthy, it will never happen, I'm not smart enough, I'm too old or too young, and so on. These thoughts are like a program to resist being tranquil and stress-free, and they keep you from manifesting your desires. Step three, you can change your thoughts of stress in any given moment and emulate eliminate the anxiety for the next few moments or even hours and days. 
By making a conscious decision to distract yourself from worry, you've inaugurated the process of stress reduction while simultaneously connecting to the field of all, all creation intention. From this place of peace and tranquility that you become a co-creator with God or goddess or whatever you call source. You can't be connected to your source and be stressed at the same time. This is mutually exclusive. Your source doesn't create from a position of anxiety, nor does it need to swallow antidepressants. You've left behind your capacity to manifest your desires when you don't choose in the moment to eliminate a stressful thought. Step number four. Monitor your stressful thoughts by checking on your emotional state right in the moment. Ask yourself the key question, do I feel good right now? If the answer is no, then repeat those five magical words. I want to feel good, then shift to, I intend to feel good. Monitor your emotions and detect how much stress and anxiety producing thinking you're engaging in. This monitoring process keeps you apprised of whether you're on the path of least resistance or going in the other direction. Step number five, make a conscious choice to select a thought that will activate good feelings. I urge you to choose your thought based exclusively on how it makes you feel rather than how popular it is or how well advertised. Ask yourself, does this new thought make me feel good? No? Well, how about this thought? Not really? Here's another. Ultimately, you'll come up with one that you agree makes you feel good if only temporarily. Your choice might be the thought of a beautiful sunset the expression on the face of someone you love, or a thrilling experience. It's only important that it resonate within you emotionally and physically as a good feeling. In the moment of experiencing an anxious or stressful thought, change to the thought you chose, which makes you feel good. Plug it in. Think it and feel it in your body if you can. This new thought that makes you feel good will be a kind of appreciation rather than depreciation. It will be of love, beauty, receptivity, to happiness, or in other words, it will align perfectly with those seven faces of intention I've been harping about since the opening pages of this book. Step six, spend some time observing babies and vow to emulate their joy. You didn't come forth into this world to suffer, to be anxious, fearful, stressful, or depressed. You came from the God consciousness of joy. Just watch little babies. They've done nothing to be so happy about. They don't work, they poop in their pants, and they have no goals other than to expand, grow, and explore this amazing world. They love everyone, they're completely entertained by a plastic bottle or goofy faces, and they're in the constant state of love, yet they have no teeth, no hair, and they're pudgy and flatulent. How could they possibly be so joyful and easily pleased? Because they're still in harmony with the source that intended them to be here. They have no resistance to being joyful. Be like that baby you once were in terms of being joyful. You don't need a reason to be happy. Your desire to be so is sufficient. Step seven, keep rule number six in mind. This means to suspend the demands of your ego, which you separate, keep separate from intention. When you have a choice to be right or to be kind, pick kind and push the ego's demand out of the way. Kindness is what you emanated from, and by practicing it rather than being right, you eliminate the possibility of stress in your moment of kindness. When you find yourself being impatient with anyone, simply say to yourself, rule number six, 
and you'll immediately laugh at the piddly little ego that wants you to be first, faster, number one, and be treated better than any other guy. Step eight, accept the guidance of source of intention. You will only come to know the father by being as he is. That's very Christian, but for all of us that are listening to this podcast, you'll most likely say, you will only come to know the mother by being as she is. You'll only be able to access the guidance of this field of intention by being as it is. Stress, anxiety, and depression will be lifted from you with the assistance of that same force that created you. If you can create worlds out of nothing you and you out of nothing, Surely the removal of some stress isn't such a big task. I believe that the god or goddess's desire for you is that you not only know joy, but that you become it. Step 9. Practice being in silence and meditation. Nothing relieves stress, depression, anxiety, and all forms of low energy emotions like silence and meditation. Here you make conscious contact with your source and cleanse your connecting link to intention. Take time every day for moments of quiet contemplation and make meditation a part of your stress-reducing ritual. Step 10. Stay in a state of gratitude and awe. Go on a rampage of appreciation for all that you have, all that you are, and all that you observe. Gratitude is the 10th step in every 10-step program for manifesting your intentions because it's the surest way to stop the incessant inner dialogue that leads you away from the joy and perfection of the source. You can't feel stressed and appreciative at the same time. All right. So that is our episode for today. Just wanting everyone out there to stay safe and healthy and mind the suggestions put out by the CDC for social distancing and using hand sanitizer. And our episode yesterday included a little... Uh, recipe for homemade do-it-yourself hand sanitizer with just two simple ingredients, which were aloe vera gel and witch hazel. So if you're like me and your stores are all out of alcohol and hand sanitizer, the recipe for that is in the show notes from yesterday. And also I put tea tree oil in mine. So you can add whatever essential oil you want to use to that mixture and it really does feel good on your hands it doesn't dry them out like the alcohol-based hand sanitizers which is good for me because um, I wash my hands a ton anyway and so they tend to be cracked on the knuckles and that really can get painful so we will have a new episode tomorrow everyone stay safe out there be kind to one another Try to err on the side of patience and kindness if you can, and stay safe and healthy. Have a wonderful day. Blessings to you all. Namaste. This episode of the Goddess Morning Show is brought to you by From Ashes We Rise To.com, where you can get wellness coaching using holistic methods of healing. Purchase our handcrafted, custom-blended, organic, non-GMO herbal teas that are crafted with love, and also order hand-poured soy candles infused with love and pure essential oils and herbs.
to heal using aromatherapy. Visit our website at fromasheswerise2.com. That's fromasheswerise with the number 2.com to read more about these products and services. Have a blessed day.